this episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, guys. This is Tailgate Talks, week 56. You're listening to The Tailgate, where we discuss what's going on in the rest of the sporting world. Right now, that mainly being NFL. Uh, we have the MLB wrap-up with the playoffs. NBA shotgun to talk about a little bit of what's going on there. A little bit early in the season, but we still got some good takes for you guys. Shot bets, and then as always, final shots. But before we jump into that, make sure you follow us. Either Spotify or iTunes. Make sure you hit that follow button and you 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 help us out there. Uh, if it is on iTunes, though, make sure to give us the five-star rating. Drop a good review below for us. Helps us out in the long run. Uh, if you're not already, though, uh, hit us up on social media. Twitter On Twitter, we are at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. YouTube, we do post videos weekly. Make sure you hit the subscribe and bell notification so that way you can be tagged or notified every single time we do post something. As far as our own personal accounts, Dustin, find him at Dustin Wimmer 22. Brooks, find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And just to clarify, since I, I forgot to do this for the last couple of weeks, but let's go ahead and get that back out there. That is the Twitter account. It's B1ANKA. As far as finding us on Twitch to watch our live recordings, that is just Blanca OG, where the L is an L. Let's not mix that up. Uh, last part. It's been a while, but, you know, I still got to get that out there, man, sometime. Uh, last part Boring. is just uh, if you – yeah, it's still – it's, you know. Let's, let's, one in there. Maybe one. Maybe one every, like, a month. Uh, last part is just thoughts or questions, anything you need to hit us up about, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So let's kick this episode off. Plenty to talk about today in the NFL especially. Uh, this is Tailgate Talks NFL Discussion. And Dustin, take the reins. What's going on in the NFL right now? Yeah, a lot of news from the last couple of days. It's like it never stopped rolling in for the last three or four days, um, even after games. But, of course, we're going to recap last week with everybody's favoritely named segment. Time it takes, Tom Brady, to come back and beat your NFL team. Week 8 recap. Except for this week 8. <laughs> Except for this week 8. And so we almost had a new time this week. Tom Brady got the ball back with about a minute 50 left and did not make a comeback. He threw a pick six instead. And so we are still at a minute and 24 (laughs) seconds from week one. So guys will get their minute and 24 to recap their week eight topic with no interruptions, no discussion, whatever they would like to, uh, you know, Use that minute 24 for their own use, I guess, for the NFL. I think this week we will start with Arlie. Okay. Uh, I'll take my topic, Arlie. I don't have a backup plan. Also, because we do not discuss this segment with each other, who will discuss what? Got to be a little prepared, a little versatile, like the Texas Tech offense this next year. 
in basketball. Okay, I was like, I'm glad he clarified the basketball, the basketball. part. I was yeah. like, no, hold on. Yeah. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you gotta be very versatile. Versatile like, in that we suck or yeah. <laughs> just we versatile in a lot of we, different ways. We we, we, we suck versatile versatile. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um All right, so Harley, we need you a uh, clock. You got a clock ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me pull this up and then let Let's me get a clock. Uh, Give yourself your own countdown. Yeah, well, absolutely. Let me uh, we're ready, man. Let's take a look here. Okay. So, um, let's go ahead and give myself a countdown. We'll be going in three, two, one. And all right, let's go. So, Dallas Cowboys. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to do that at least once. Just one time. Maybe steal it from me. No. Uh, my main thing is just going to actually be a, a, a rival team of my of my Houston Texans. And that is the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I'm, I'm a little unfortunate about this one because, like, I really thought like Carson Wentz was just in the right direction, and and then Tennessee Titans kind of taking a hit. I was like, I this is going to be kind of the start to their season, and it's just left and right. This team can't get across the finish line, and so unfortunately for them, I do think that the Tennessee Titans will continue. I, I did like the the Titans pick or pick up sorry this last week, which we'll we'll discuss more about that later, but. Um, to add further to my AFC South unpredictability and woes, my the, my my unofficial uh, official Jacksonville Jaguars are done. I, I I'm I'm putting that on the shelf and never going to bet on them again. And probably going to have to go ahead and pay that bet out now. Uh, at some point, I, I guess I I don't remember what the exact bet that I placed you can't was. Can't pay it out yet. Yeah, but. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm selling my stock. I, I had hope going in. And I was like, you know, maybe no, 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 that's done. It's out. So I'm out. That's my 120, 124. Nice. You went way in though. Like I was in, I know. Super in. Was, you were just like, ah, maybe you're like, they're going to, <laughs> I was, I was having some fun with it. And I thought, I thought there was like a shot at it, like a shot in the dark. I thought Tennessee had become predictable and Indianapolis was like, unpredictable Houston was going to be ass I knew that so I was like if any division that that could happen in I thought Jacksonville might do it if it worked and it didn't so um <laughs> that's that's my my 124 and right. and then a little extra there sorry <laughs> clear us off that, that yeah, timer yeah. so we can get to Brooks's week eight mm-hmm. time to take somebody to come back on your NFL team week eight recap you're getting Ten better. Second warning. You're getting better at that, that was, one. That was yeah, good yeah, one. I yeah. wasn't even reading it that time. No, that was quick. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you credit, dude. That was good. All right. Um, Brooks, countdown in three, two, one, go. All right. Week eight was known as the week of the backup quarterback. Four backup quarterbacks came in and won football games for their teams this week. Geno Smith defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars, which – you know, not that big a deal when it was at home. Cooper Rush came in for the Dallas Cowboys and on the road in Minnesota was able to take down the Vikings and get the win for the Cowboys, which was a pretty good victory considering that Cooper Rush hadn't started a game, I don't think, ever in the NFL. Uh, Trevor Simeon, who thought, who knew Trevor Simeon was still in the league? He came in to replace Jameis Winston, who went down with a uh, unfortunate ACL injury, came in and beat the guy this segment is named after in new Orleans. And then the craziest one of them all, Mike white, who had ever heard of Mike white in their entire life, the most boring name 
comes in for the Jets, defeats the Bengals, who was also mentioned in the segment last week, and beats them, ruining all sorts of teasers, eliminator pulls, everything you can think of, the Mike White game, 400 yards. 10 seconds. The most ever since Vinny Testaverde on the Jets and since Cam Newton, the first guy in his first start to throw for that many yards since then. Crazy. Crazy week. You know what? I I, I think you killed it. Uh, 123.83. Yeah. So so Right under. Right under. That was perfect. In the nick of time. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Dustin, you, you set to go over there? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. All right. Going in three, two, one. So Brooks actually did take mine, but I had a backup ready just for this reason. <laughs> but I was already talking about Mike White and Cooper Rush having baller games and getting dubs. But the Chiefs got kind of a win this past week on Monday Night Football. Only 20 to 17 against the fluttering Giants. Pat Mahomes kind of I don't know if he's broken or the offense is broken or what. He had a super mediocre game. Um, I feel like it's just one of those where the past three years, the Chiefs have been the team that got all the bounces, all the lucky plays, all the bounces that go right, blocks that go right, the pass goes right. Now every one of those plays is going the opposite direction. Balls go off a receiver's head, and it goes instead of in the Travis Kelsey's arms, uh, linebacker's arms, and it's an interception. Instead of Tyron Matthew making a play, they're getting burned in the secondary. Um, and everybody's freaking out. I wouldn't freak out on them. I mean, you still have Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid. They can figure it out. Luckily, they'll get Aaron Rodgers not playing this week. So yeah. that could be another win. So I think seconds. they can figure it out. But they're, they're not where they were the past couple years. It's okay, though. Don't freak out, guys. Yeah. Solid. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I, I I do think Kansas City may have a little bit of a break here finally. But I who was Another it? Their schedule is hard as shit. We'll talk about that in just a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody. Uh, I think it, <laughs> I think it was uh, RC was was sweeting about them earlier, earlier in the so week. Let's go ahead. Let's get into that. Since we're already on the topic, let's get into that week nine games. Let's get into Packers Chiefs. Holy crap, a lot to break down here. I just told you a lot about the Chiefs, kind of trying to figure things out, kind of not. But the bigger news, Jordan Love will make the, his first ever start for the Packers this week. Aaron Rodgers out with COVID and comes out today. He's not vaccinated and has also not really been following the league protocols of vaccination, unvaccinated players. Ooh. Um, so that's where this could get interesting and a problem and maybe other players um, involved. I don't know the whole extent of it. I mean, it's going to be literally a day-to-day, hour-to-hour update on this, I feel like. Um, but, Brooks, you feel like you want to get in on this. Go ahead. Well, remember, Devontae Adams was out last week with COVID, and now right. Aaron Rodgers gets it. Apparently, he might have sure you know, lied about having the vaccine. Uh, he said that he, he was lie. He didn't say he, didn't, he had the vaccine, the but he said he was immunized or whatever. Right. Um, so there's a lot of things there. Their uh, backup to Jordan Love is also going to be out. So it's literally just the Jordan Love show. And if he gets hurt, who knows what they'll do. But yeah, definitely a 
twist to this game that was going to be one of the most intriguing games of the week. And now you have this on your lap and here's seemingly an opportunity for the chiefs to get another much needed win and go above 500 uh, for the first time since week one. So um, definitely an interesting day today monitoring that news and you know Aaron Rodgers definitely taking a little bit of a hit here to his um credibility how people view him like his credibility and all of that like you know definitely out there his whole thing was he wanted to be John Wick for Halloween and so he was getting a lot of pub for that and then it comes out that he have COVID now and you're unvaccinated and just kind of continues this diva role you know role that he's taken over the last year or so um, not a good look for him. And then, you know, for the Chiefs, you're just kind of like, all right, here we go. But unfortunately, it deprives us yet again of a Mahomes versus Rodgers matchup, which is two years in a row now where we've been uh, we have, they, we've had this taken away from us. But, you know, bizarre, bizarre day watching all of that unfold. Yeah. Riley, what do you take from this whole situation or game? <clears throat> or I, I think, um, well, one, uh, I, I want to see – how 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 green bay does with a backup because if that succeeds uh you know i i you know okay like do you, okay you, you you see what i'm Go thinking on. about this right like if oh, that succeeds knows. then do they just like tell rogers to fuck off with the contract and just move on like i know you can't just do that but like what if this succeeds uh, is one part of this that i want to see the other part of this that I want to see is is on the Kansas City side, which is even though they're having one of the roughest seasons they've had in the in recent history, it's it's a lot of tipped or missed passes, and it's not really necessarily Mahomes' fault on a, on on at least half of these interceptions. He's trying to go for hero ball, I get it, but the other the other kind of little thing here with them is they're one game out from a division lead. It's not like their season is shot by any means. They have a rough patch coming up, but the the division lead is at five and three, and they're sitting at four and four. Like they're one game off of the lead, leading this division and completely still in reach of it. They just need to find a little bit. Sorry, five and two, not five and three. Uh, but uh, yeah, 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 but um, but they're one game off from the lead there, and so completely yeah. within the reach, and they can turn it around here. So this is gonna be my two watch game of the week. Personally, I'm excited for it. Yeah, you hit on my two pivotal points. Green Bay has an interesting roster move here because if Jordan Love does good, okay, we do have something we got that right. If he can't do anything good against his horrible Chiefs defense, wow, you look dumb. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially after a year and a half of sitting on him, letting him develop all that stuff. Like, big pivotal moment for him in the Green Bay front office. We also have a Chiefs team that needs a win, especially with Vegas and Dallas coming up. Who knows how those games go? Both two good teams, hot. And then you also have um, Green Bay was fighting for that number one seed in the NFC, which has a pretty top-heavy at this point with themselves, Dallas, and the Rams. And so if you're looking at – Yeah, and so if you're looking now to losing a game or two because Rodgers is out – Hell, now you're at the three, the four seed. Like, now you got to play Arizona first round again. Like, 
you're, you don't want to be in that three or four seed range uh, come playoffs. You want to be either one or two somewhere in that range, especially one. So that really hurts them scheduling wise or timing wise. Yeah. You could and it's a minimum of 10 days. I think if you're unvaccinated, so if this could potentially be two could games over to next week. Yeah. Is it? So oh, yeah, it is 10 days. I, was, I don't know why I was thinking 13. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. For there was another point today, but on a, on Cowherd show, Nick Wright said, could Rogers get suspended or fined by the league because he's not following yeah. unvaccinated yeah. protocols with mask yeah. and distancing and that kind of situation, which there's lots of moving out. parts to this still. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious. A lot, a lot going on there. Stay on your stay, Keep your Twitter fingers ready. Keep scrolling through there. Cause it's going to be a very, updatable thing uh, speaking of the updatable thing hmm. browns and browns and Bengals are going yeah. to talk about and the browns have a uh, a situation on their hands <laughs> it's, it's how brooks put it here um they have an odell situation yep and an odell's dad situation uh, dumb. And, <laughs> so uh brooks what do you think about this game or the whole odell situation going on there the Odell situation has to be one of the most bizarre things in a while because everybody, I think everybody knows he is an amazing receiver. Yep. But for some reason, him and Baker just, I think he's still, because if you watch some of the stuff. good, but he's been so hurt. He has one play that's kept in everybody's memory that has yeah. made him a little better than maybe he is. I mean, without yeah, the injuries, Baker throwing to him, so yeah, yeah right. without the injuries, I think he's still like, yeah, it's hard when you're not healthy to get out there. And so, yeah, that's been a hindrance, but at full health, like he's still a dynamic weapon to have. And for some reason, him and Baker just can never get on the right page. And his dad posted a video of like 11 minutes of him getting open and Baker just not hitting him. Oh, um, you yeah. got LeBron James claiming to free Odell. And, you know, news broke today that Odell was not at practice. He was asked not to show up to practice. He is reportedly currently not part of the team, according to the head coach. Um, so this is – it seems like it's heading for a breakup. I don't know when it's going to happen. Uh, the reports that they were going to try to trade him, but no suitor really had what they wanted because his contract is, you know, kind of up there. So that kind of – imposes another situation on the whole whole thing so it's just kind of an ongoing thing that not really sure when it's going to get resolved obj is not going to be there for a while um seems like he's not going to play for the next few weeks we'll see if they end up releasing him or if this just ends up being a thing that goes to the end of the season but very bizarre very bizarre for this kind of thing to happen and you know whose fault is it is it obj's for his health or is baker yeah, I mean, do you view Baker at fault in this too, or, or, or I, I, I blame Baker for anything. Sure, uh, <laughs> I, I, I kind of personally don't. I, I, and I'm sorry, but like uh, Baker came into the league a little mini celebrity, and then he's got OBJ who's full on on boats on on in music videos next to rappers, like, and like that's who he's trying to get the ball to and forcing it to. I think. OBJ, OBJ's celebrity was too big for Baker ever. I think, and I think that that's why this is never going to work. It's just he can't force it to him. Brooks said it; they can't click. And I just think that just 
OBJ's bigger than Baker, and unfortunately, I don't think that that'll ever mesh. But well, also, also, Baker's not a, that great a quarterback. Also true. Think, in the yeah, NFL. Yeah. Not, so that, but they also tried the whole forcing it to OBJ the first year they were together, and that didn't work for them as a team. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's not how they're built. Nope. And I don't know if OBJ can handle that himself and personally as a diva wide receiver either. Mm-hmm. Nah. But, I, yeah. Goofy game, situation. Game-wise, this should be a good game because the Bengals oh, are yeah. coming off that upset Mike White and Jets loss. And Mike White. As soon as I say the Bengals are for real, they go to lose the freaking Jets. I didn't see Mike White coming. That's a, that's only my excuse. But nobody did. Bengals trying to get right, but also I could see the Browns trying to get right too with this OBJ cloud and getting rid of him. I don't know where to, where to go with this game, like game wise. I'm excited to see it. I mean, I, I don't know if I'll be like It'll be a good game. Yes, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a good watch. I think if this, if you're trying to be a good team like the Bengals are, and you know we thought this before they play the Jets, this is a definite opportunity to bounce back and show that you, you aren't the Bengals of old like that we're getting used to. You know that you can come back and win these games. Like that was a piss poor performance last weekend. You let a dude who literally nobody, literally NFL people that I listen to weekly were like, I don't even know who Mike White is, and you let him throw for 400 yards on you. Still like. Like, if you want to show, like, you're a team that deserves to be in the playoffs and stuff, you got to come out this week and handle business against a division rival at home who's dealing with a lot of injuries. If you lose this game, then, you know, we're going to, you know, the media is going to change their narrative on you in this whole season real quick. Hey, here's a good transition for you. Mike White was fifth-round draft pick of Dallas Cowboys in 2018. So... Going to that game. Good job, Cowboys. But <laughs> Cowboys let him go, but don't worry. They have Cooper Rush as their backup. They don't need Mike White. Cowboys versus Broncos. Uh, Broncos selling off a couple pieces. Maybe went from making a push to never mind. To, and the Cowboys sat back, got Cooper Rush to play, got a huge win of that to stay at the top of the NFC. Um do you think Dak will be back this week, or do they even need him to be back this week, Brooks? I don't necessarily think you need him back this week. I think you can beat Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos <laughs> with Cooper Rush. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Broncos have realized, oh, yeah, we have Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. This season isn't going anywhere. Uh, let's just, you know, get through it. Also, did y'all hear some of the stories on why Von Miller got traded? There's been some like bizarre yeah. Halloween story. What? There's some bizarre Halloween story that, you know, Von Miller throws a huge Halloween party every year. And apparently he was like Venmo requesting all the players Sweet. who showed up <laughs> for it. And apparently that caused a rift in the locker room. And then he got traded. I don't, I don't know. Like, nah, don't I mean, that, that feels or, fake. Do I believe it caused a rift between some guys? Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't think that's why he got traded. I mean, it was maybe added to it, but I mean, they weren't going to pay him. So there's that whole thing, but yeah, yeah you know, he's a free agent at the end of the year. He's also like 32, I believe. So might as well get something for him rather than nothing. Yeah. Insane. Cause they were going to lose him at the end of the year, but yeah, you just, I don't think it's uh, super necessary for deck to come out and play this week. If he's feeling well, I mean, you obviously want deck at running the helm. Cause you don't want to give up a, 
a loss to the Broncos at home. Like you should definitely be seven and one after this week. Um, so, I mean, if he's healthy and available to play, yeah, go ahead and play him. But if he's not a hundred percent, then I would just go ahead and throw Cooper rush out there. You've got a really good team here. So, I mean, you were able to go on the road and beat Vikings. I think you can beat yeah. the Broncos at home. Yeah. Is Ray, it, do you agree? Do they need Dak? No. I, I mean, I, I, this is just not the, not the team. Give him the rest. I would, I would, if I were the Cowboys, maybe like not give it away that Dak's going to be sad. I'd still make it as questionable right. as possible until the day of. So that way they can't game plan for Cooper rush, but they don't, they don't need Dak for this one. Uh, the, this, this offense has become kind of going back to what gave them success, which is, get some good run game going and then let the play action take over all day. And, and Dak's really good at managing that, but he's not ne- necessary to run that efficiently. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't think you need him. I think Cooper rush. I mean, he threw for 40 times and had a game winning drive and touchdown pass to win you the yeah. game. I don't think you need to put Dak out there if he's not a hundred percent in this kind of situation in game. Uh, hey, another transition. Speaking of Von Miller, guys, he's over at the Rams now. Jesus Christ. They have Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, all on the same defense, which is stupid when you have Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup on offense. Um, Titans play the Rams this week, and the Titans are not coming in with their superstar. Derrick Henry broke. Bone in his foot will be out six to ten weeks, which is honestly, I think, hopeful because initial reports were for the season. Uh, I think this is better than that, so that'd be good if he can come back for playoffs. But uh, I know this takes a little bit of steam out of the matchup. But um, Brooks, what do you what do you take from this matchup now with the Rams adding Miller and Henry not being there for the Titans? Well, the other part of the Von Miller thing is he's not prime Von Miller anymore. Like, he's still a good player, but he is not the dude who was, like, Super Bowl MVP the year they won. Right. Um, But, I mean, he's still another – yeah, he still adds to that defense a lot. Derrick Henry is the main story here because he is the identity of the Titans, you know, and he is having a career year. He has more carries. He has more yards than any running back. He was just dominating at the early part of the year, which normally he starts dominating later on. So, you know, the reports on this are probably more like eight to 10 weeks rather than the six. Um, And now it's just trying to figure out what the Titans are without him. And that's kind of what I'm curious to see is what do they look like without their star running back? They signed Adrian Peterson, a 36 year old Adrian Peterson. Um, They've got a, you know, another backup running back who's more of like their pass catcher. I can't remember his name. It's something funky. Um, but I'm curious to see how they manage this. You know, their their offense weighs so heavy on how Derrick Henry is doing. And then, you know, using the passing game off of him because they're so good at play action. And so now that takes out that whole element of their offense. How do they respond? Like Tannehill's good, but he's good with Derrick Henry. So there's just a lot of question marks on this team. Do I think they can still be competitive? Yeah, I think, you know, they beat the Bills. They beat the Chiefs. 
They went in and beat the Colts. They're still a competitive football team, so I don't think they're necessarily out of this game. But, but for the first game after losing Derrick Henry to be against the Rams, that's 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 a tough draw. Right. Yeah. All right. What else you got for this game? I mean, I think I think that is kind of the obviously the circling narrative is just these these older players, uh, you know, trying to trying to kind of re re reestablish themselves. Uh, I, I I don't mind the Von Miller thing. I know that he's a little bit past uh, past his prime, but he's still Von Miller in mind. Like he's gonna yeah. know what the looks are and get himself in a good position. I I think that that's a great pickup for for the Rams. I'm looking forward to seeing it in action as soon as possible. Yeah. I I think the Titans are in a weak enough division where they'll still make the playoffs, but I don't see them winning this game. Uh, I I think that everything was based around getting an early lead for them and letting Henry run out the clock and, and, and then using the play action off of Henry trying to run out the clock to get, you know, Tannehill to throw some, some wide open passes. I, I think with, with that taken away, their offensive identity is gone and their defense is not going to be good enough to kind of keep up with their lack of offense. I think Von Miller is going to kind of have a little spark because of the things they can do with him and mm-hmm. Aaron Donald. Now mm-hmm. Von Miller's not getting all the double teams. They can put Von Miller and Aaron Donald on the same side of the D line and cause all kinds of problems for offenses now. And when you're in a division that has Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray running around, you need another guy like a Von Miller to help keep that guy in the pocket or chase him down if you have to. I think it's a huge thing, even though you're getting maybe 70, 80% of old Von Miller. I mean, he's still a really, really good player. I mean, at that point, um, mm-hmm. this is going to be our first shot bet of the week. Yeah. For the weekend. Uh, we're doing two NFL games for shot bets this week since the Cowboys are, or not Cowboys, the Red Raiders are off this week. Cowboys are not in our uh, shot bets, but. Rams are favored by seven and a half over the Derrick Henry list Titans. Brooks, do you think Rams can cover that seven and a half or no? My original first thought was to not overreact and think that the Titans can probably hang around in this game, but I'm going to go with the Rams to cover this. I think that it is too much to figure out a whole new offense against the Rams and then their offense is just clicking on the other end and the Titans we know don't have that great of a defense so I think I'm going to take the Rams on this one I think they have too much firepower and too much on defense to try to figure out a new <laughs> a new Derrick Henry list offense now I should have let Arley go first since he is still riding his big no, ass not Thank you are. You know no, it? I'm not. No, he's off of it. He's I'm off, off of it. it. He, I got the 16. He broke free. Uh, with the Texas Tech and OU game. Still 1-16. One, one oh, yeah. Still you you, you actually let. the rest of us with OU. Okay. Still should have let you go first just so we avoid you. Might, you're still a little flaming cold. Okay. <laughs> but go ahead and uh, what do you got for Rams minus 7.5 or Titans to cover that? I, I do think that this knocks the Titans down a notch. Uh, I, I still, I, I'm I'm with it in that like 
the Rams are still they're they're a one loss team and they're still one of the hottest teams in all of football. Uh, I don't think that like even the one loss was 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 good on Arizona, but like not like bad on the Rams completely. And they're they're gonna turn this back around on this season and keep that rolling. Uh, yeah, Rams side of the bet. Hands down. I think Tennessee's got too much. Okay, I feel a little weird that all three of us are going to take the Rams here, but I agree with both of you. It's too hard without Derrick Henry and the Rams' firepower to, for them to hang around too much. And, no. They wouldn't try to hold the ball and run the clock and all that good stuff like they do, but that's not going to be the case in this game. Let's so. be honest. <laughs> you feel weird picking my side of the bet, whatever it is. Because I mean, it's, it, yeah. it, it, it's a one in sixteen chance that you're that or a a uh, sorry fifteen out of sixteen chance that you'll end up picking the wrong one. As of late, but yeah. like another thing, if the Titans had a good defense, you would maybe feel a little I mean, bit better decent, about this. But, they, but no they one don't. can really stop the Rams. Yeah. So. Yeah. So to the that? next game of our shot bets this is the Monday Night Football game: Bears versus Steelers. Um. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I really care to explain your uh, analysis. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. Bears versus Steelers. Love betting on mediocre. Uh, but it'll be more you interesting because Rogers I think it's going to be harder to pick. I, I, I do think this is going to be more interesting just because it'll be harder to pick. Um, so we got Bears Steelers. Um. Let's see. You know what? Let, let's let's take Steelers side. What is the six and a half Minus Steelers? Six. Steelers are, are the six. six. They're not that good though. Fuck. I'll take the bear side of the bet. Screw it. Just for the hell of it, no reason. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh's not that good either. Like, let's be honest. Like them beating them by a touchdown or more, not completely feasible. And no. Uh, I don't think that Pittsburgh's going to blow them out by more than a touchdown. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I was going Steelers, so um, I'm good with this pick now. Um, yeah, I think I think when you look at the two teams that we're talking about here, that both of them struggle on offense, and both of them have their strong suit is their defense. But the Steelers' defense is much better than the Bears. The Bears have been giving up – a lot of points this year. They're not the Bears defense that we thought they were going to be. Um, and so the Steelers have one of the best pass rushes in the game and the Bears have no offensive line. So that's just going to cause havoc on Justin Fields all game. Fields is going to have to be running around and he has not been the best yet. He's getting better kind of each game, but he's still not at that point where I think he's going to be able to you know, dissect a defense like the Steelers. So that's going to cause a lot of problems with them. And then the Steelers just do enough, man. They like, they might not be exciting on offense. Big Ben might be a little washed, but they've, they do enough to keep themselves in games and win some of these games. Like they've beaten some good teams this year. Um, so yeah, give me the Steelers. I, I think they can cover at least win by a touchdown uh, against a very poor bears offense. And, and if Nagy's back, Definitely give me that. <laughs> yeah, me you got a good point there. The Bears' offense looked better without Nagy. 
even though they lost last week, I believe. But I kind of think the Steelers' defense will just give the Bears fits. Um, T.J. Watt, Yeah, maybe early is right that maybe they don't win by by more than a touchdown, but I'm still going to take the Steelers' side of this because the Bears have just looked so horrible yeah. this year. I do. I think I called that going into our preview of this year. Yeah. Y'all gave me crap for it. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers, kind of tough it out and hang on in this one. Probably smart. So, At least to roll against me on one bet. Yeah. yeah. I was getting a little nervous when you were, you were like, Steelers. I was like, I can't pick both of his. <laughs> I also don't want to take the Bears. It's so. fair. It's fair. Yeah. Right? That's why I, I'm kind of gift wrapping this one for y'all. I, I just I, I still think the Steelers win this one, but I just I, I just think that the Bears have a shot of keeping it under seven. All right, so sorry we're going really long on NFL guys, but a lot of little news here. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you guys want to jump in, just kind of raise your hand or let me know. I'm gonna try to slide through this. I know one we're not gonna talk about is Jalen Smith got cut from the Packers after like three weeks of hanging out. So I don't know what his deal is. He may be done in the NFL. He'll probably get a couple offers come next year for whatever, but maybe he's done. Who knows? Next up, some sad news. A couple guys done for the season. Or this boy, J.J. Watt. Yep. For the Cardinals, done for the year. He's having a good year. Cardinals were on a tear going into this year. Are there any uh, thoughts and prayers for J.J.? I mean, always. I mean, no, I mean, y- y'all know how I feel about him and, and how most of the league honestly views him, which is he's a good dude, plays hard, and so it sucks a little bit to see see him have to sit out the rest of the season. And, yeah, uh, he, he has had a little bit of injury-prone issues, which is why me and you made that other bet uh, a couple <laughs> years ago. I get it. Of course, he got hurt again. Yeah, and of course, he got hurt again. Uh, but... Um, it, it, it it's it's gonna I, I he's such an emotional lead that you're gonna see you 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 will probably end up seeing a toll on this Cardinals uh, defense without him in bit, there yeah. like he's just such a hype man. And then another guy who's out for the year, Jameis Winston, got semi horse collar tackled and tore parts of his knee up. So it's the Taysom Hill show um, from here out, I believe which was the uh, competition going into this year. So that kind of decided itself. It sucks for Jameis because he bet on himself the last two years. Um, and now he's going to be probably out for the rest of this year and most of next year, to be honest. So it's tough. Brooks? Yeah, yeah, and to get hurt on a play like that, too, like sucks because, you know, he was balling out that game. And then, you know, he's just running and a dude grabs him from a horse collar and he has to go down weird. And that's how he hurt his knee. I, I mean, just shitty. Just feel bad for him. Um, but he still celebrated that dub. Did y'all see that video? Yeah, it sure did. Good for him. <laughs> he, still, he still had a good time. So, <laughs> um, And then, of course, the horrible news earlier this week that Henry Ruggs was in a DUI accident in uh, – situation in vegas mm-hmm. got arrested had an accident at 3 30 in the morning um crashing another vehicle that vehicle's on fire killed the person driving that vehicle and rugs was arrested two times over the legal amount to drive um, guns in the car obviously um the other person involved uh did not live and so he's arrested for like a felony dui with um manslaughter or murder 
or something. The Raiders released him, I mean, at 22 years old. His career and life may be done. Yep. Um, you guys have anything to add to this kind of I mean, tragic situation? What 156? Like it wasn't like he was going like yeah, yeah 80. I did leave that out. Sorry, like like, like <laughs> he's going 156 down some street. Half of that is still speeding. Like 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 if he's going 80 in a 70, like all right, like uh, like it still sucks, but he's going 156. That's the most reckless thing yeah. I think anybody could have ever possibly done, and it's a disgrace uh, uh, to to. To a, a lot of the other NFL players uh, out there that that don't live this kind of way, and and it's just kind of a disregard towards human life in general. You're putting everybody that you drive by at at a, at a yeah. massive risk, and this poor girl now, 23 years old, life is gone. Yeah, that's her the, parents. That's like, the part that hurt. It was like, yeah. oh man, she's 23. 23 yeah. kills her, kills her dog, and all because like he was double over the legal alcohol limit yeah. to be driving, like. And double over probably whatever speed limit where I, I don't know the road, but it looked like it was a side okay. street. Like, but yeah. like, go ahead, Brooks. Like, it's just, it, it's, 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 it just comes down to don't drink and drive. Listen, we're tailgate talks. We like to drink. We like to partake in that, but there's so many things out there. There's Uber, Lyft, they're here in Vegas. So there's taxis. There's so many things to our advantage now that you don't have to get behind the wheel. So don't, you know, if you're impaired, get an Uber. Go home. Leave your car. Like, don't put yourself behind the wheel. Don't put yourself in this yeah. situation. It's it's really just it comes all down to good decision making. And unfortunately, here a bad choice was made, and now somebody's life is lost because of it, and didn't need to be. And you know, thoughts and prayers to that that family. That's that's just tragic. Young life too. Twenty three. That sucks. Life just started for her. That's awful. I, I hate it. I honestly hate it. Uh, he he should spend a very long time in prison for this, and rightfully yeah, so. Yeah, it has a minimum of uh, before even some details came out. So they had a minimum of like two years, and it came out of the speed he was under. He was double legal limit and had okay. a gun in in the vehicle. So all that's just gonna multiply things. So yeah, his his career is definitely done, and most of his. Uh, young yeah. adult life at least will be spent in jail mm -hmm. sadly but sadly. let's let's move on to the fun stuff of the nfl our week <laughs> nine underdog picks our week eight results running with me that got to start off last week i had the winner's will gave me the chiefs at a nine and a half point spread i chose to take that they won the game, but not by nine and a half. So I will go to the loser's will i do believe i'm picking oop, only second this week awesome Arley's going to the winner's wheel. He got a six-point ease for the Patriots. They won out right against the Chargers. So he will be our lone winner's wheel guy. Go ahead and get that up for you because you will get to go first. Woo! Brooks had a regular pick. He chose the Lions, who obviously did not <laughs> come up again. I think we're done with the Lions on this place. Yeah. I, think just, I, wanted th I want them to get a win so bad because I feel like, like – uh, you said that so close. You said that in your bet so, too, I think. Like actually. So our, uh, our week nine <laughs> order will be Arlie with the winner's wheel. And then I will go on the loser's wheel first, followed by Brooks. And uh we will see how the how the wheels treat us. All right, you got your wheel so ready for you? I got some winner's wheel specials, and then we got I'm gonna get the full full card out so that way we can kind of see that okay. too on the graphics. So 
if y'all want to pull up the 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 stream y'all can kind of see a little bit of the graphics yeah, on each all right so uh let's go ahead and do my winner's wheel roll uh let's see here I'm getting out of breath from this segment this is a lot lot of stuff i know man i'm sorry you're gonna end up horse after a little bit <laughs> all right all right gonna go ahead and roll on the winner's wheel let's go we have an awesome delay so hold oh. your reaction get a regular oh. take <laughs> sucker <Yeah. laughs> are there seasons of regular picks so he has to pick a plus three and a half spread mm. some decent options out there don't know if he loves anything but already right, go ahead and talk us through it what do you like what are you thinking Damn it. I was hoping you would just get something that could not make you have to take something potentially off of our board. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm going to have some fun with this one. Oh, boy. Take the Texans. No, I'm I'm going to take this Green Bay and Kansas City game. I think that this ends up a little bit closer than people think. Okay. So I had that Bay. on my list. I think people yes. might be overreacting, and the Packers are still a good team. Yep, that's kind of my my, they, my thought behind and they this. Get, they get Lazard back. They get Devontae Adams Devontae back. Adams. Jordan Love at the helm and a struggling Chiefs defense. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that game straight up, or, or the, I guess regular pick, whatever. Plus, but, yeah, plus seven and a half. Yep. So, we'll give you. so they gotta they gotta they gotta be within within a touchdown. All right, I'm for it. I'm for it, or within eight points. Like three weeks in a row, Arlie's taking my number one game. <laughs> I'm sorry, all right? But, like, you know, I, I honestly, just looking up and down the list, like, that's the first one to stick out oh. that would be at least somewhat easy. I don't know. All right. Yeah, it feels seven and a half feels high. It, it, it feels a little big. too far high for a team that struggled. I don't know. All right. Uh, let me pull up. I'm next the... on the loser's wheel, or the first step on the loser's wheel. Let's go. Loser's wheel. I did not do any plans because I'm just going to let the loser's wheel dictate what happens. Let's go. All right, you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Last time I was on the loser's wheel, I got big cats. Can't lose parlay. Just a five-leg parlay that hit for me. Wouldn't be mad if I got that again. Let's see what we get. I get the oh. same thing that Arlie just got as a regular pick. Let's go. Oh, bitch. I'm going to get something <laughs> fucked up on my <laughs> There you are. <laughs> just a regular uh, three and a half so there's, spread again. There's the card. Except for the Green Bay Kansas City game. Wow. I was so unprepared just for a regular pick. <laughs> I was like, surely it's going to be points or a shot or big cats. I don't know. A full but page Bro- worth of notes. Brooks is oh Brooks goodness. is Brooks is sweating <laughs> yeah, over there. Brooks, is <laughs> Brooks puts a oh, lot no. more time into this than <laughs> I do. Can't Brooks is sweating, man. <laughs> um, all right, all right. You know what I'm thinking? Huh? No, we don't. We're <laughs> <laughs> hanging on. I should throw out where I'm not thinking and see when Brooks like peeks up and be like oh oh just, just kidding just you. <laughs> um all right i'm just gonna talk a couple things out with arlie okay yeah gross. just mean yeah yeah me and you combo i don't hate that i don't hate the uh the falcons five and a half against the Taysom hill saints fair um 
Not sure about the Vikings-Ravens at six. That seems interesting. I think that's a little high because Vikings have competed in every fucking game. And Ravens to, yeah, to smoke I guess, them. I guess by, you're not wrong. You know what I mean? Like they're they're Ravens they're not pretty boom. They're boomer bust. Like they're either gonna yeah. be by like twenty five or lose by twelve. So that's a gamble. But Vikings, uh, I think, uh, have been been short sold in a lot of these lines all year long. Tennessee at seven and a half. I think they could possibly keep that within a score, like seven or less. Not be hedging your shot bet. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I just talked myself out of the Falcons one though, because they just had the whole like Calvin Ridley news who hadn't been playing anyways. But uh, I don't know. Me neither. You know, I'll, I'll take the Falcons five and a half against the Saints. Okay, talks yourself out. Talk yourself back in. Yeah, that, is <laughs> that that went really right. fast. That went really fast. All right. You know what? Not the Falcons. You know what? The Falcons. <laughs> yeah, I just big catted myself. I'm not ever gonna bid on the Falcons. Damn it, the Falcons got me again. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> well, there goes two of my top. <laughs> was yes. that was that a second? All right. All right. Good. It was not a second. It was not a second. It was. That was the third. That was third. All right. So second one's still on the board. We'll see if he gets to pick it. Still on the board. All right. Losers wheel roll. Here we go. Three, two, one. Give me like five extra seconds. That's I timed my delay during the. uh... I'm hiding my face. Regular (laughs) pick. Wow! How does that happen? All these teams. I was everybody got to either the Jaguars or the Texans. Oh, that would fucking suck. (laughs) Um. All right, all right. So regular pick. I got it pulled up. I got the the graphic pulled up. All right. So here are my four options for regular pick. My number one option was the Packers, seven and a half against the Chiefs. Hi. My number two option still on the on the board. My number three was the Falcons. My number four option is still on the board. So my number two is the Jets, 10 and a half, riding the Mike White train. One more week against the Colts, which I think 10 and a half is kind of high. Um, and then it's also hedging my bet with the Titans against the Rams. So those are my two options that I'm stuck at here. Say it again, the Jets and Colts, and who was the other Jets, one? Colts, Titans, Jets and Colts, Rams. Titans, Rams. Yeah, Titans Rams. Titans Rams. It's it's the Derrick Henry takeout just makes this game too unpredictable for me. That's the only part that I wouldn't like about placing a bet on it. Whereas, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Is like I don't really want to hedge on this one. Find myself here again. I really like the 10 and a half on the Jets. I think that's really high and the Jets excel at things that the Colts are, you know, don't really excel at. The Jets have a good run defense that can stop their run running game. And also they kill it on the little short passing. They didn't really make a lot of mental dis- like mistakes with Mike White last week. So I'm going to ride the Jets train and the Mike White train this week. And I'm going to take that 10 and a half. Mainly because I think that's a really high spread. I think the Jets can hang in there and um, mm. cover that. So give me the Damn. New York 
Jets. They've had two losses over 10 points to the Patriots twice and then to the Broncos. So that's three. Uh, sorry, I meant three, but I meant three. Sorry, sorry. But that, I was thinking of the two two to the Patriots, one to the Broncos. That's right, fair. So to wrap think, up that, yeah. our NFL talks, it's been a long, lengthy one. So we can get to some MLB and NBA stuff. Underdog picks for week nine. Early Green Bay, seven and a half versus the Chiefs. Brooks, 10.5 for the Jets over the Colts. And Dustin took the Atlanta Falcons, 5.5 versus the New Orleans Saints. And with that, kick it back to you early for everything else. Yes, for everything else. Um, that was, and, and Dustin's done, guys. All right, he's going to go take a nap. We're going to go finish the rest of this. And he's just, he's, he's just. He 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 popped. No, don't. There's some he NBA dropped. stuff we're talking about. No, we, we we got we got plenty. We got plenty. Um, no, we, we are gonna go ahead and, and wrap up. That is our N, our NFL discussion. Obviously, plenty to talk about there with the the trade deadline hitting and and obviously plenty of news around the league there. I always appreciate Dustin for giving it and uh, leading the way for the NFL segment. But let's go ahead and kick this over to Brooks for the NBA shotgun, and uh, he's gonna we're gonna discuss a little bit about what's going on. In this uh, in this beginning of the NBA season. All right, Brooks, how's the NBA looking so far? Well, we're two weeks in. It's been a fun start to the season. Some teams have uh, risen up above others. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about this week is some teams that have gotten off the hot starts and whether we are, you know, buying what, what these teams are, or are we selling them and thinking that these teams aren't really, you know, what they've been made out to be. We're basically seven, eight games in for most of the teams. So it's still very early on. So it's still tough, tough to say, but let's start off with, the number one team that I want to discuss tonight, they beat the Mavericks and Luka Doncic last night. The Miami Heat, Miami Heat are off to one hell of a start. They are six and one so far this year. Their one loss coming when Kyle Lowry didn't play uh, so far and to kind of trigger like why this team is being so good. Well, first off, we have the Tyler Hero is back, everybody. Uh, after a sophomore slump, he is coming back in full swing. So far this season, he has the most points off the bench out of anybody in the league, and it's the most ever in the NBA through seven games. So Tyler Hero being back is great. Bam Adebayo is in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation. As I mentioned, it's very early, but so far this year, he's holding opponents to 28.1 shooting when they are being defended by him. Uh, Luka Doncic can... Uh, you know, uh, understands that as last night, bam, shut him down a few times, really frustrated him. And then Jimmy, Jimmy buckets in the MVP conversation here early, he's averaging 25 points a game, 6.9 rebounds, five assists and plus over two steals a game. So, and that's not even mentioning their big addition from the off season, which was Kyle Lowry, who's been phenomenal for this team. So the heat looking legit, Dustin, you're muted. You want to come back into this conversation. And are you buying the heat? Do you think that they are a title contender? Or do you think that this is just early season spark? I 
think it's early season spark based off of their disappointing last year when they were supposed to be possible title contenders coming off their their bubble um, title run when they got beaten the finals by the Lakers. Um, so I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I think it's kind of like a revenge tour almost of, no, we weren't flukes a year and a half ago in the bubble. Uh, and we are, we are real. Like, and you mentioned all the dudes that are balling out, they balled out in the bubble and now they're like back and had Kyle Lowry, like they're legit, legit. Like they're not going to go away. This isn't a seven game streak. And then they're going to come back down to earth. They're going to stay in the top of the East for the rest of the year. Yeah. Last year was a little bizarre because we had the bubble, <laughs> The Heat were one of the last teams. It was well-reported. Every team that stayed in the bubble longer struggled last year. Arlie, do you believe in the Heat this season? Do you believe they're back more to that team that made the finals? Or um, is this kind of just a hot start to the season for you? Where are you at on the Heat? I think I think we, we, we got a little bit of both right now going on. Uh, I, I still did think uh, going into the season – Heat were going to be one of the better teams. Uh, honestly, kind of wished I would have picked it on our on our little win pool thing. Um, but uh, I think we're getting a little bit of both. They'll, they'll they'll end up hitting a slump eventually. I don't think that they're going to be able to sustain this kind of a pace, outscoring everybody and and defensively one of the best in the league right now. Um, but I do I do expect them to make a good deep playoff run this year. The, the only thing getting in their way, obviously, is, is the three teams that are better than them uh, roster-wise, which is still the Nets, uh, still the Bucks, in my opinion, I think. Uh, it's just, and, then, and then still the 76ers are, are, are finding their pace a little bit. But I, Yeah, I'm going to go full disagree on that one. I think their roster might be up there. And, and I like... I, I think, like, yeah, the Nets with Kevin Durant, if they're all there, if James Harden is getting the bullshit fouls that he used to get, maybe. Um, mm. The Bucks, I think, are in that championship hangover. And the Sixers are not. I, I don't think they're going to be at that level this year with all the Ben Simmons drama. So far this year, you got Jimmy Butler playing out of his mind. He's got the perfect roster that fits him where he's not asked to do everything because Jimmy Butler doesn't want to be your leading scorer. He wants to be able to just go out there. But they have a lot of dogs. They added P.J. Tucker, who's a freaking dog, who's going to play hard defense every possession. Uh, they The defense is sustainable. They're playing the best defense, like I think maybe we've had since they've started stat-tracking defense. Um, I think that's sustainable because they have guys who are known for their defense. Bam, Jimmy, uh, P.J. Tucker, Kyle Lowry, even adding guys like uh, Markeith Morris and some of these other guys who are coming off the bench. That's sustainable. And then they can beat you if they get in an offensive game, if they got Tyler Hero going, if they got Jimmy going, Kyle Lowry. Like they can beat you in so many different ways. They're a very scary team uh, to me, and I think this is real. Another team that's off to a hot start. We kind of mentioned them last week. The Chicago Bulls, they are off to a 6-1 and one start. And the surprising thing on them is we thought this was going to be an offensive-heavy team, but their defense currently ranks 6th in defensive rating so far this season, which was kind of unexpected. 
Arlie, are you buying the Bulls this early in the season? Do you think that they have become a legitimate contender at the top of the East, or do you think this is all just a hot start and they will eventually find themselves kind of in the middle tier of the East like we originally thought going into the season? I'm going to go with the second thing there. Uh, great, great roster. They've gotten a ton better. I'm not going to deny that at all. But I, I still think it's too soon to call kind of a thing. Uh, on the longevity of this, uh, is this sustainable? They have, they have, you know, very good defense, kind of middle of the pack offense so far. And you, you're right, their 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 main thing has been their defense so far this season. Uh, but I still got to wait and see on this Bulls team. I'm not going to kind of full send or drink the Kool Aid just yet. Dustin, to you, they added Lonzo Ball, who's been an offensive creator for them. They've got DeRozan, who has become kind of their fourth quarter closer. They got Caruso, the defender. They've added some nice pieces. Where are you at on the Chicago Bulls? I'm glad that's how you led me into this because that was going to be my point. Is They had a couple good pieces already with Levine. They looked decent last year. He was an all-star, adding DeRozan in. Uh, ball great additions but i don't think that's enough to elevate them into that top half of the east just yet and yeah. then go through some up and downs throughout this season of figuring things out and teams figuring them out yeah i'm kind of with both of you it's it's a wait and see for me on them yeah. i've liked what i've seen so far from them and i do think that they've They've got the right pieces. Like, I think Lonzo has been waiting for this opportunity his whole career because yeah. I've always really liked Lonzo once he got yeah, to the NBA. And he he just needed guys around him because he doesn't – like, he's that person that he doesn't – he's not going to be the scorer for you, but he's going to make other guys around you better. Yeah. And so I think so far it seemed like it's a, it's a good fit for all these guys, and we'll kind of see how this goes. But so far it's been impressive. Um, another team, one of Arlie's teams, one of his picks is the New York Knicks. They are off to a hot start at five and two so far this season. And so far last year, they were known for their defense, but this year they've had an offensive uptick. They, of course, signed Kimball Walker and they have the duo of him and, and Derek Rose running the offense. RJ Barrett's taken another leap this year. They're shooting more threes than any other NBA team right now at 16 threes a game, shooting 41% from three. Last year, they were ran out by the Hawks because they couldn't keep up offensively. Dustin, to you, when we'll let Arlie round out on his Knicks after this, do you think this is something worth worth monitoring? Do you think the Knicks have made the proper adjustments to make them maybe more of a playoff contender rather than a first-round exit? No, and that's just because of their coaching, Thibodeau and their coaching style. Like He's never said one team that's, gone far in the playoffs and that fell apart pretty quick. I don't see them being able to string it together from last year, do it again um, and keep it going, especially with these other teams in the East that we just mentioned. Like I I could see them and the Bulls competing with each other, but I don't see them competing up to the Heat, the uh, Nets and the Bucks level. No. Um, I'm Arlie, just... to you with your with your Knicks, what do you think? Do they think they made some adjustments that make them more of a threat, or are they kind of where they were last year for you? Where roster wise, yes, they're going to play good defense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Roster wise, yes. I think roster wise, they made some moves that they needed to make uh, to try and make themselves better. 
it does come down to the adjustments in game and unfortunately that falls on on a, a not the best kind of captain of the ship i i gotta wait and see more i do gotta wait and see more from them i hope that they do i i i, I miss the days of old where where the knicks were kind of competitive it was cool but uh because it's it's just always fun to see I don't know why. I, I just like seeing classic. I don't teams. know why we're shitting so much on the Knicks. They've been competitive. I yeah. don't know why y'all hate Thibodeau so much. He's a proven winner. He took the Minnesota Timberwolves to the playoffs. Who the <laughs> fuck takes the Timberwolves to the playoffs? Tom fucking Thibodeau does. I think he's a damn good coach. I think he's a damn good regular season coach. Now playoffs might be yeah, a little bit of a weakness. That's the point. But if you're going to win games and if you're going to try to win an NBA wins pool, I think this Knicks pick <laughs> solid pick. You're right. Because he's going to win games because he's going to – they're going to play hard for him. The players seem to like him, play for him. And I think he's put together – they put together a pretty good roster that's yeah. going to be competitive. Now, am I saying that they're going to go far in the playoffs? No. But well, as for a regular season team, if I think you were, that they'll be decent. If you were to project their 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 placement at the end of the season in the in the East, what do you think? I think they're around a, a five – five, okay. six seed, that four to six range probably. Cause I think like right now we're at slow starts from the bucks, slow start from the nets. I think they'll eventually find their way and make their way to the top. I think you got the heat up there at three. I think it's probably four, five, six will be a mixture of the Sixers, Knicks and uh, bulls bulls. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking there. Yeah, yeah. Another team that's off to a really hot start and it's uh, Dustin's Utah jazz. Woo. Correct. Yeah, you, you yeah. got the Jazz this year, I think. Um, they're off to a hot start. Rudy Gobert's averaging 17 rebounds per game, which would be the most since Den Dennis Rodman did it in 1993. Uh, stat, thank you, uh, StatMuse. If you're not following StatMuse on Twitter, you should. They provide awesome stats, like, every single day uh, on all sports. So, uh, highly recommend following them on Twitter. Dustin, your thoughts on your Jazz this year? Uh, you were pretty high on them. You picked them in the finals. I'm guessing you're liking what you see from them to start this. Yeah, no, I think I mentioned that they have one of the best regular season wins records the last like three years over um, course of all those three years combined with all these teams. And so I I don't see them going away. Um, obviously, they have Rudy Gobert, potential defense player of the year, and obviously – grabbing every rebound, like you said, Donovan Mitchell leading the way, and they have scores around him. And so, no, I don't see them going away for sure and staying top three in the West. Yeah, Jazz are a very good regular season team and all, also always a good NBA wins pool pick because they're <laughs> going to win you games in the regular season. Arlie, are you buying them as a legit finals contender, though? Do you think this is just – they're one of those teams that's always going to be good in the regular season, fizzle out postseason, or are you buying anything oh. different from them this year? Fully, fully buying, uh, fully buying this Jazz team. The Mitchell's looking better, obviously defensively. They're still solid, uh, and and that's odd to say Mitchell's looking better, but he is. He's still even looking better. Um, no, full send. I I don't know that they'll make the finals. I don't have like full confidence on that because the West is still stacked and I almost feel like yeah. it's just whoever's on a hot streak at that point, but I, I would put money on them making conference championship. I would put, I would, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel bad about that bet. 
Yeah, I'm going to wait and see on the Jazz. To me, they're a regular season success story, and then once you get to the playoffs, you can game plan Rudy Gobert out of it. Um, We've seen that the last two postseasons. And so for me, it's like, yeah, great. Y'all are going to win a lot of games in the regular season. You're going to be really fun. Can you make that next leap? And so, you know, they're always a fun team to watch during the regular season. They're going to put on some shows. You're going to have a – you know, a Mitchell game, you're going to have a Rudy Gobert game and you're going to have a Joe Ingles game mixed in there. They're always fun, but can they do it in the postseason? Still waiting to see, hate to make that kind of take, but yeah, you know, prove it to me. And yeah. then we got a hit on this team because there were two weeks in the season. We haven't talked about them yet. They've been off to a funky start. It's the Los Angeles Lakers. They are a game over 500 now beating the Rockets last night. Um, but interesting fact, we're in, uh, sixth man of the year, mellow season, folks. Carmelo Anthony has three 20-point games so far this season, and he's off to his best shooting season since he was a part of the New York Knicks, shooting 52% from three so far this year. Dirty. Probably not sustainable. Yeah. No. But <laughs> Lakers are off to a very, very weird start. They've won some games. They've lost some bizarre games. Obviously, LeBron and AD are playing well, but the Russell – Westbrook mixture has gotten off to a rocky start. We knew they had some old vets. They also got some guys missing. Uh, Taylor Horn, Tucker, Trevor Reza have been hurt. Wayne Ellington has been hurt. They got rid of, Car- you know, they didn't get rid of, but they didn't sign Caruso. It's been a very weird roster, very bizarre start to the season. Seemed like LeBron and AD were going to be enough to carry them. Arlie, do you think that's going to be the case or do you think this roster's too weird. No, I, I still I still like the roster. I, I think that they're old, and so the only the only limiting factor here is going to be injuries in the long term. And and it's just you have a lot of age on this team, and that's harder to keep on the court as much as they need to. Um, I mean you you have to you have to buy stock in the Lakers no matter what. It's any LeBron team is going to compete. They're going to compete, and and except for that first year when he made it there, like they, they, they've competed since. And the, the Westbrook thing, they'll figure it out. He'll have to figure it out. And, and they'll be right in that top four range. Probably. Uh, I, I'd, I'd give that to them. Yeah. Dustin, different question to you. Is this the same Laker team we'll see in the postseason, or will this Laker team be a complete different <laughs> look by the time we get to the postseason? It's off to a bizarre start. I've heard Bill Simmons compared it to that last Cavs team LeBron was on where, remember, they had, like, Derrick Rose, Dwayne Wade, and by the end of the season, they had Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, yeah. George Hill. Ooh. Do you think they're on a similar trajectory, or what, where do you think this this is going? Yeah, and that's because you have your GM as LeBron James. They're not going to sit there yeah. with the same roster as they have now and not come trade deadline, make a move or two moves. Now, they are more experienced uh, with their addition of Russ and Melo than they have been in most of LeBron's years and years past. Um, so maybe he likes that and some of the other pieces. But, no, they'll – like I already mentioned, it'll be injuries and then how they come together by the end of it. Yeah. We are who they thought they are so far. I mean, some missing pieces, some weird – weird gears and changing parts they're figuring it out it's going to be a mess not necessarily a mess a good mess all year to figuring things out and figuring out who fits where 
Yeah, and my my piece on the Lakers, I think they really did fuck up by not getting Buddy Hield. Uh, if there's anything yeah. to look at this this year, their wing their wing positions, they're just not strong at it. And most LeBron championship teams have a lot of depth at that position, and they just really don't have it right now. I mean, they're starting Kent Bazemore, Kent Bazemore. Um, so I think there's definitely some roster adjustments that'll happen this year. That happens every year with a LeBron team. And right now, like the way some of these other teams are looking, I'm not sure an older LeBron and a AD are going to be enough. We'll kind of see how it works. Can Russell Westbrook figure out how to play and not be the focal point? All this remains to be seen. It's a young season and eventually they'll figure it out. Um, but last little thing, we're two weeks in. Update you on our wins pull through two weeks. So far, Dustin and Arlie are tied for second with 25 wins. Dustin's, Dustin's best team right now is the Philadelphia 76ers at five and two. Arlie, his best team is – wait, Arlie has the Jazz. It's Arlie's Jazz. Uh, I took. I just took the Jazz in the uh, – Yeah, you took the Jazz in the finals. Where we got that from. My bad. My bad on that. Um, Arlie has the Jazz. The Jazz are his best team at six and one. And then I am at 27 wins. My best teams are the Bulls, the Heat, and the Warriors, who are all with one loss. What the How fuck, do I man? do it? How do you year get in, it? year out? How do you get it? <laughs> my last pick, the Bulls, six and one. Uh, last year, my last pick was my best team in the Suns. So uh, we'll monitor the wins pool. Will you still have yet to figure out a punishment? It might be another jersey of some sort. Who knows? We'll kind of monitor that as it goes. But that's it. Two weeks in to the NBA. Awesome. That wraps up our NBA discussion. Uh, we need to kind of coach through the rest of this. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take a quick second here and, and mention the MLB playoffs rounding up. This is the end of the World Series. This is baseball. That ball here way back. He looks up. You can't put it on the ball. Yes. So, in case you've been living under a rock, Braves close out the World Series, win it 4-2. to two. They, they, they go back to Houston for Game 6 and not only beat the Strohs, but shut them out. 7-0 uh, to zero was the final score last night, uh, if you're listening to us live. Uh, unfortunately for me, uh, we come up shy just again. Uh, two years ago, lost to the Nationals that way. This, the, this year, lost to an 88-win Atlanta Braves. I'm not mad about it. We talked about it earlier. Dustin was trying to kind of stir the pot and get me going. Uh, but Astros are my first sports love, and so I'm always going to be pulling for them. And everybody else wanting to call them cheaters, go ahead. I don't care anymore. Uh, and kind of neither do they. Chop on. Whatever, Roger. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, no, no. Uh, congrats to the Braves. They, they, they really pulled this season out. They were, what, a, a game uh, under 500 at, in, in August, I believe. Turned their season around and ended up winning a World Series out of it. I'm going to keep talking, and that way, hopefully, Brooks or uh, Dustin ends up with, like, a, a tendonitis in his elbow. Like, I'm hoping that this will just keep going. He's doing the the, the chop or whatever the, 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 the little chant is. Anyways, uh, congrats to the Braves. Uh, that was my grandfather's Shouts favorite Shouts to Freddie. Shouts to Freddie Freeman. He, yeah, yeah. He deserves oh, Rick. it. Rick! Yeah, yeah. Happy for him. Uh, uh, kind of curious to see where he ends up, but good to see one of those kind of players that have been, been in the league for a little while 
Well, I'm yeah. just glad you didn't get like hit by that Solaire home run that ex- exited the stadium. I know that was going to be a dangerous <laughs> thing out there for the people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you it clipped get, the side of my head. I, no, Soler, it was, it was Jorge just... Soler, the home run that he hit. MVP. <laughs> Um, but, uh, great, great, uh, great postseason overall, lots of ups and downs. I'm honestly just glad that it's not the Dodgers, uh, competing for this one again. I'm happy for that. And Dustin has kept this chop this entire segment, but that does wrap up. Uh, any other, any other comments or input on the MLB season guys? Goodbye. (laughs) I can focus on sports that really matter. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Talking about this the other week, like it's hard. Oh, somebody tried to go into like a, a, a argument with me about the Astros. Like it's hard to watch the postseason once your team is out of the postseason. Like it's just it, you, you still kind of try and catch it, but it's just not as fun. And I think that's a little bit of a downfall of baseball. But anyways, yeah. uh, that does wrap up our MLB for this uh, for the show for this season. We'll be talking about it a little bit after. Uh, Maybe after spring spring training and maybe make some predictions again and see how that goes. But uh, let's go ahead and move on. We're going to go ahead and work our way through shot bets. All right. So first shot bet this last week was Green Bay versus Arizona. With Arizona having a six-point advantage, Packers not only covered, but also won the game, giving Dustin the victory, me, and Brooks the L. That was a Thursday night game, by the way, in case y'all missed it. And that did increase my shot bet streak loss streak or whatever to 16. That was where this caps out. As I, Congratulations. As, I know, you guys. We take, get out of there. I'll take the humble bow. We finally got out of it. I got out of it unofficially due to, thanks to the Braves. I got unofficially thanks to the Braves, but I got out of it officially thanks to Texas Tech and their their lack of ability to beat Oklahoma, and which is our second shot bet. Uh, Texas Tech versus Oklahoma, 19-point favorite, and Brooks is making a glorious sh- shot face. Um, but Oklahoma dominated Texas Tech 52-21, uh, to 21, giving us all the victory. All three of us ended up picking Oklahoma's side of the bet. Um, but... That does break my lost streak. Finally, I cannot Welcome believe back, that is 16. An, Put her that, on the board. That is an actual two months straight of wrong <laughs> picks. <laughs> two months straight. Like, uh, like, and it's all like percentages and chances and bets yeah. and two months straight. And I'm all wrong. Like, uh, uh like in you case like y'all miss it, your shot bet total. You like cleared your shots that over owed, and then it still went back up to like double digits. <laughs> dumb, so dumb. And, and, and y'all need to follow the Twitter accounts if you're not already, because uh, uh, after uh, uh, we we got into it, not into it, but you know we were having a fun back and forth with Ramblin' Raiders, and that one of their guys, uh, uh, Laney, has has his own little sideshow called Laney's Locks, and uh, we were we, we were just having a ton of fun with that. Make sure y'all go follow the Twitter. That way you can kind of catch catch uh, catch the fun side of this stuff with us and other podcasts and whatnot. Uh, but this week, our shot bets that we have, both of them are going to be NFL since Texas Tech is on a bye week and there aren't any really good college football games out there that we were really excited to pick for the games. 
First one being the Titans versus the Rams. I believe on this one, uh, it was me and Brooks picking the Rams. All three of us. All three of us picked the Rams? Wait, no. Oh, we split on the other one. That's right. All three picked the Rams. You're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, for the Titans versus Rams at seven and a half. The Monday night football game, Bears versus the Steelers at a six-point favorite. Dustin and Brooks taking the Steelers. Me taking the Bears on that one. Um, we'll see how this goes. But either way, uh, total shot bets owed. Dustin and Brooks are at zero. I'm at 12. I'm going to catch up on that someday. I will. <laughs> I just needed I needed the, the, the loss streak to stop. So that way, yeah. you, like, like I could figure out how much debt I was gonna be in, and maybe figure out like how to work that out again. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll go on a little bit of a win streak and hopefully pay this off. I don't know, but uh, that does wrap up the shot bet section and the episode actually. Uh, so let's go ahead and give out our final shots for the week. Dustin's got. Uh, <laughs> We've covered so much tonight. Right? I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of in a similar thing. Brooks, what are you think, thinking or feeling over there? Any, any, any uh, mentions out there? Yeah, obviously the college football playoff rankings <laughs> came out last night, oh. so why not? Why not mention them? Right, um, right, right. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Michigan State. Number four, Oregon. Number five, Ohio State. And number six, fuck you, Cincinnati is basically what they told us uh, last night. <laughs> Uh, winning doesn't mean anything to them anymore. It's about who you lose to. Um, losing to number 14, A&M, counts more than beating number 10, Notre Dame. So uh, it's just, again, the college football playoff committee. Obviously, it's not set in stone. We're going to get to the right teams eventually. Yeah. And usually every year the right team ends up winning it. But it's always fun to argue. It's always fun to bitch. The Cincinnati, you know, Cincinnati's part of the Big 12 now in my eyes. So um you know so fuck you. obviously yeah. they're gonna get that they're they're gonna get that big 12 uh you're gonna catch this uh, brook smoke uh drop down but you know my favorite thing on it all is that oh you came in as number eight which i find pretty hilarious i so, loved it i loved um, it but the the bulk of their season i mean they still have baylor and oklahoma state and one of those teams a second time so. yeah they have a chance to rise up so they're but better the, competitions coming up but yeah they did get but Screwed yeah. as a uh, undefeated team, which we usually don't. Yeah, see. The, the fun part all is it just doesn't make any sense. You know, Michigan State's only beat Michigan, who hadn't beat anybody. Um, Oregon's only beat Ohio State, and Ohio State's only beaten like nobody. Uh, so it's just oh, a real, TV show. Yeah, it's just you know they're getting the better teams for better ratings. Yeah, it's for content. They're, it's they're for content. need to be honest about it, and that's the problem of it. They're not honest about it. And they screwed Cincinnati by not ranking Houston and whoever else that was ranked. UTSA. UTSA yeah. that they're going to play next. And so those and wins SMU. Yeah. don't look as good. Yeah, it's Houston SMU. Yep. Those wins don't look as good because they're not ranked. Yep. And so yeah. it's like – and they ranked some other teams against some uh, very high-ranked guys some better just so those wins will look better. Yep. They kind of rigged it, but it's, they just, it's, it's a little it's rigged, but it's not hard to look at and figure that out. But in the end, the whole main goal of it is to find the best co team in college football. And we'll end up with that. Uh, I, I firmly believe. I don't think that it's yeah, kind of expands too far out of a top four this season either. And it'll be interesting if 
Alabama loses again. What be wild. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest question. Like, I basically feel like this ranking does make it impossible for Cincinnati to make it in. And this was oh, probably yeah. the best the best shot that the non-Power 5 had of making yes. it in. Yep. And if they don't make it, that basically – hey, let's just make it a Power 5 thing where you yeah. – yeah. just go oh, out they, and say – That's exactly what yeah. they said. You're totally right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go out and say it. Hey, if you're not in a Power 5 conference, you can't make it. <laughs> let's look at this. Yeah. Coach's poll and AP actually put Cincinnati – AP put uh, put Cincinnati at two. Doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter anymore, oh, but it, but but it is interesting, right? A little bit. Yeah, that's kind of curious. OU at four. That's high. That's still over. I, the OU's just been so un, unconvincing. I mean, yeah, they beat us this last week, but unconvincing. Um, I don't really have any final take for the week. Uh, my 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 Canadians are starting to win a couple of games. They're not sucking as bad on the NHL side. So that's kind of nice to see, I guess. But I, I think that kind of wraps up the episode, guys. We've been at this for an hour and a – no, two and a half hours almost. Yeah. A lot of stuff today. A lot, a lot of stuff. A lot, a lot of stuff. All right. But that does wrap up the episode. We will catch you guys next week. Make sure you follow us on iTunes and Spotify. Hit us up on social media accounts, on on, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, youtube all of that definitely hit us up over there uh at tailgate underscore talks personal accounts dustin find him at dustin member 22 brooks at calvin b barrett me at block where the l is a one and we will catch you guys next week catch y'all at the next tailgate peace